Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy, co-founder of KidsViews.com. I am here in the studio today with Amy Oztan of SelfishMom.com. Hello. And Andrea Smith. Yay! Hello! Back. Welcome the back. to Guru. <laughs> um, back in the booth. You can't see because, of course, this is basically radio. But Andrea's wearing purple because she always wears purple. But Amy has purple nails. Like, an An- Amy has I Andrea nails it. today. Uh, well, you well know, Andrea has Andrea nails, too. But I'm looking at Amy's color, which is a little more purple. <laughs> well, you know, this is actually one of those mood uh, mood gels. It's it, It'll change color if it changes Ooh. temperature. It gets darker when it gets colder. But, yeah, I did this for Halloween because it matched my Halloween costume. But, of course, it was a gel, so now I'm stuck with it no, stuck. for a while after Halloween. I thought you did it for me. <laughs> well, it was funny because you weren't here last week and completely unplanned. All three of us who were here were wearing something purple. Oh, wow. It was really weird. So you thought of me? You were here in spirit, in purple spirit. So today on the show, we are going to talk about a new study that just came out. I feel like every week we're like, there's a new study that came out. There always is. Um, I want to be paid to do these studies. I do, too. It's such a racket. (laughs) We should totally do our own study. Um, But this is a new study that got a lot of attention because it was in the Journal of Pediatrics. And it seems like the American Pediatric Association is finally admitting that um, kids under two use tech and there's no going back. So we're going to talk about this study that has crazy, crazy numbers on babies and tech and what it means for us as families. Mm -hmm. And then our second topic today is about an Australian teenager who is really a huge social media star. Um, And she has taken down all of her social media accounts and basically said, it's all a lie. I can't keep it up anymore. We're going to talk about that and what it might mean for your tween slash teen. Um, And maybe what it means for all of us who are so into watching everyone else online or building online presences. And then we'll have our bites of the week. So let's jump right in with our first topic, which is this new study that came out. And I'm just going to throw out some stats from the study. Um, The first one is that... Three quarters of kids have their own mobile device by age four. That's a pretty big stat. 97% have access to a tablet by age four. 44% of babies under the age of one use a mobile device daily. And 77% of kids under two use a mobile device daily. So this is... This is it. Like this we are says so, so much. past right. the tipping point yeah. on mobile. It's not even an issue anymore. Like they shouldn't have these stats anymore in any presentation you see about children and technology. Yeah. Like it's, it's like just saying, it just is. It's just there. It's like it's saying just, children ride in a car every day. Like ninety eight percent of children <laughs> right. ride this in the car what kids every day. Do. Yeah. This is it. But this is what kids do because their parents give it to them also i mean i think right, a lot a of times a baby does not go <laughs> and get a, an iphone out of their mom's purse and you know use it to occupy themselves i gotta say they do because they know it's there they know it's yes, there yes it's, yes it's a drug yes i can't tell you how many people who will tell me that their child wakes up from a nap and says ipad oh my god <laughs> ipad iPad, Elmo. So, <laughs> so a couple of things. I mean, we've always given kids things to satisfy, you know, and to soothe them and to make them happy when you're in the grocery store or the restaurant. I think it just happens to be that this is what we grown-ups have now. And I think that, I, I mean, Steve Jobs would be so pleased because, you know, the iPad was magical when it came out and it just worked. 
And I think that's it for kids. It just works. They, Yet he they didn't let his own out. children use technology well, very exactly, much. Exactly. <laughs> that should be an indication. But kids can take this and just make it work and get satisfaction from it. But there's a difference between satisfaction, which they can also get from drinking a big old bottle of Coca-Cola, um, or eating a bunch of Hershey bars. <laughs> like That's also yummy and delicious and fabulous. And what it's doing, because another right. study came out this week that said the vast majority of parents are using it as a babysitter mm -hmm. for kids under yep. five. That it is a complete, this whole idea of co-watching, co-doing with devices is total BS. And we all know that. I mean, people, all these educational apps, all these things that are made for you to interact with your child, with technology, it's not what parents are doing. Well, I mean, I, my kids are 11 and 14, so I just missed being able to placate them with this stuff. Like it, you didn't it, use TV? No, I used TV. And, and that's the thing. The study did say that for a lot of these kids, the apps and all of that are replacing TV time. So what I would like to know is how much of an increase or decrease it is in hours if you include TV. Because I, I, are they doing it more or are they just replacing TV time See, and I, DVD time? I bet it's more because it's also on the go. Yeah, that's so true. My app. kids had no option on the go. Yeah. We, you know, like we bought a DVD player for the car for long trips only, but otherwise right. we had a portable it. DVD that's player it. for the airplane. Yeah. Um, and so when you were online, you know, just waiting in line in a grocery store, when you were anywhere, sitting at the table, you we just talked had about to this use at a restaurant. You brought mm -hmm. crayons, you had right. a whole bag yeah. with you, right? Yeah. Like board books, crayons, or little like action plays. figures, action figures, yeah. cars. You had all that yeah. stuff you packed yeah. with you. Now people just pack an iPad. They just pack an iPad. Yeah. And how many parents think, oh, this app says it's under the education department, it's under edutainment, it's my kids are learning something, so I feel good about it. Well, I think that is what the app makers sell to parents, right. is that you can feel less guilty, just like Baby Einstein DVDs. Oh, yeah. You know, you slap that Baby Einstein moniker on it, and I, look, I'm, I will be the first to tell you, that was, I used to stick both my children, my two of my, my girls, in their bouncy seats, in front of Baby Beethoven, that was their favorite one of those DVDs, so I could pump. <laughs> because that's how I was breastfeeding. And, like, it gave me the 15 minutes I needed to basically get their meal ready. Right. And they would just be in their bouncy seat, like, cracking up. I mean, I have videos of them laughing their butts off at those videos. Yeah, my, my son's was favorite was Baby Mozart, and I didn't stop at 15 minutes. And one day, just recently, like, within the past year, we were in the car, and this one Beethoven piece came on, or one Mozart piece came on, I forget what it was, and my son goes, I know this piece. <laughs> Why do I know this piece? And I said... Do you see in your head little balls going down a track? And he's like, what? And I said, you listened to this probably a thousand times when you were a baby. Yeah, like, this is funny. part of your childhood yeah. memory, this this piece. Yeah, it's it kind of scary. It's funny how a video True. sticks with them, you know, and I wonder if it's the same with the iPad. Like, last week I had an event uh, here at the Metropolitan Museum at the Temple of Dendor, which is one of my favorite places in the world. And when my son was little, there was a video made by Sesame Workshop um, where the whole Sesame gang gets locked inside the temple at night and they have to like help this this kid get back to you know his ancestry. And it all takes place in the Temple of Dendor. So there was nothing cooler for me than to be in the Temple of Dendor, mm -hmm. you know, having a glass of wine at night, thinking about this right. Sesame Street thing that my son watched obsessively. And, and I don't know that you know, that those exist anymore. I don't know what they're watching on the iPad, but I think it's quick, attention-grabbing. It's egg videos. It's it, the woman unwrapping eggs and revealing the toy inside. No yeah. joke. Those are the most popular videos for kids wow. are toy reveal videos, unboxing videos, um, 
they watch a lot of other babies. You'll mm-hmm. hear a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Baby and I like to watch babies and puppies. A lot of babies and puppies. I like to watch those too. I know exactly. Um, and then Sesame Street, I think, maybe has done the best job mm-hmm. on YouTube of creating these small little digestible three to five minute segments from classic Sesame Street, Mm. Elmo, of course. Um, I don't think kids are sitting and watching a full 50 minute episode of Sesame Street. They don't have the attention span. They don't. And also the thing about an iPad, even if you're in like a YouTube kids app, you have these suggested videos all the time. So your kid is constantly clicking. Like it used to be Mr. Rogers was over you were kind of done, right? And then DVDs came along and you could put them on repeat and be like, all right, and your kid figured out, you know, people used to say 10 years ago, oh, my kid can work the DVD player. It was like the same thing. We were all like marveled at how our kids knew how to turn on the the DVD player. The happiest day of my life was when my five-year-old kicked it up and turned on the TV for him and his (laughs) two-year-old sister and and let us sleep. (laughs) Right, I used to pay my sister a nickel to be the one to get up and change a channel before we had a remote. Awesome. Um, (laughs) But I never paid her. But um, so I do think they called TV the boob tube for a reason, right? That was the idea, yeah. that you vegged out. Shel Silverstein had that really, mm-hmm. was it Jimmy Jet who turned into the TV set? That famous Shel Silverstein that. poem. Um, I'll have to link to it. It's really good. He turns into a TV, but that was Shel Silverstein's point, was he just consumes so much TV, huh. it like absorbed him. That is basically So we're all we going to turn into iPads. Well, here's the thing. One of the things I like about the study is it kind of shows, and Amy and I were talking about this before we started, it shows what we all know. Mm-hmm. Right? We all know this is happening. So now I think we all have to stop pretending that it's educational. I really do. Just stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop pretending it's educational. Stop pretending it's better than TV. I, When my daughters were little, they had a friend whose mom was like, oh, my kids don't watch any TV. They watch any TV. No, never. And I was like, how do they know all these things? characters then like they knew Dora they're, oh they're on the computer yeah as if that were oh. different yeah, as if she had a total thing like that was different because mm-hmm. that's educational yeah somehow mm-hmm. yeah. but all they did was sit and watch yeah. like, it wasn't, yeah. like I don't know what they were they weren't drawing Dora like they weren't creating Dora it's delusional <laughs> just, so I think parents have had that from the beginning that somehow this was technology but TV was passive yeah and um I'm sorry I've looked at so many educational games particularly when kids are this little it doesn't do squat. I don't care. Yeah. It really doesn't. And it's fine. It is fine to say, this is my kid's half downtime. hour break. Yeah, just call it what it is. Right. But I think you also, as parents, I think you also need to, you know, keep an eye on that the way you would TV time. The way you would you would keep an eye on how long they spend, I don't know, you know, any other, playing video games, any other yep. activity that you want to monitor. Now, if we want to look for a good thing in this study, I think it's that the digital divide between um, white and upper class kids and poorer kids, that's really disappearing. You because know, be- of mobile. Because of mobile. And so maybe it's a good thing or maybe they're just screwed equally with the kids who have money, but they're they're getting on devices yeah. too. Yeah, well, what's interesting is there was a study uh, last year, I think, that came out about that, where access did not equal um, quality. Mm. So what was happening was that, this is as kids got older, that white upper class teens were much more adept and using technology for research, for um, academic purposes and knew how to use it and that wasn't true in poorer communities that it was still being used primarily as an entertainment device uh. um, partly because of broadband connection and cell, you know data and stuff like that but also wasn't being taught so instead of it being an active tool so it's more a pacifier so, total, so if your parents know how to do it and you can, right. you can otherwise it was video games and um, passive watching so yeah. there's still going to be a digital divide in terms of what we're doing 
and certainly in terms of coding and all those kinds of things. But access, I think that issue of access is becoming mm. less and less of a big thing, and it's less about a computer room now, yeah. right? And more, you could just get a bunch of iPads in you the know, classroom. I'm curious if, if the, the kids who own their own tablet, are parents buying them like iPad minis, like real tablets, or are they buying them the LeapFrog tablets, you know, the kids' they're tablets? They're not saying they're buying them at all. I think they're hand-me-down, and I think most of that study was saying that, too, that they're hand-me-down devices. So as parents get new ones... That, that, that planned obsolescence works, so it gets handed down. Yeah, most of the stuff's handed yeah. down. I'm yeah. very, I'd be surprised. I mean, I don't, I haven't looked at what kid tablet sales are, and there's some great kid tablets. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we've talked about on the show, most kids don't want a kid tablet. They don't want a yeah. kid tablet. Just like they don't want those fake Fisher Price keys. They want the real <laughs> deal. Or a fake phone. Or they a fake phone. Yeah. They do not. They want what they see is being used around them. Yeah. And plus, you can get such a cute case. It's like you don't need to. The whole kid tablet that comes with a bumper all around it. Right. It's like, you know, it takes two, you know, 30 bucks. You can buy a tablet with a bumper all around it. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just think we have to let go of the guilt and start to look at it realistically. Like just you were saying, it. Andrea, own it and then own do it. something about it, right? Yeah. You shouldn't let your kid, they shouldn't be on it four hours a day. There was a study that, another study on someone sent me today that teens consume nine hours of media a day. Oh, my kids have today off from school, as do yours. But what and if they don't? I, I'm pi- no, if they don't, How the, do but, you have but nine hours in your day. That's crazy. <laughs> to but today, media. yeah, they'll, today they'll hit nine hours, no problem. I, nine I, as hours. I was leaving today, I was like, you guys, it is so gorgeous outside in right. Brooklyn in <laughs> November. Go Just go ple- like even if you only take the computer to the backyard, <laughs> go outside. Um, but on a normal day, like. Let's say that Jake get Jake gets home around five thirty. He goes to bed around nine thirty. So he really, you know, like once he's done homework and eat dinner, eating dinner, he really only has less than two hours. Right, it that's really what I is just too. a and, and and his subway commute, and that's it. So nine hours, like my daughters were saying, they have friends who go to bed at two in the morning oh because they're God. on their devices. Well, I'm sorry, parents can yeah, take right. those devices so away. I mean, that's that's like Isn't a no-brainer. That crazy? Hello, we all charge our devices out here, and you know, and leave them right. here, and that's that. Well, the other night, you know, I, I I think we've talked about this. Jake's allowed to charge his in his room because he goes upstairs. He's like, you right. know, he's, he's doing st- – he, he goes upstairs at an early time, but he doesn't go to bed right then. And um, – so I let him charge it up there, and he always swears that he's got it on airplane mode and, and the sound off. And the other night, I really had to ask him a question, and I was like, oh, let's just give it a try. And I texted him at 10.30, and he answered right back. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, thank you for answering so quickly. Now shut that off and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The real deal. You know, and I think it's example setting, too. I, I really do. I mean, I have to say, in my house, I don't put my phone next to my bed. My phone... Mm-hmm. is on my desk downstairs and it charges overnight on my desk and that's where it stays Me and i too. you know i could see if you're traveling and you need to use it for an alarm clock or something but i come the next morning i come down and i look at my but phone my husband has his next to his bed it's his it's how he reads before bed well yeah i was going to yeah. say mine depends on whether i go to bed first if my husband goes to bed first then i charge my phone downstairs because he can't like i can't get into bed and use my phone he will wake up he will yeah. wake up if there's that's any kind he turns my clock around like he can't stand <laughs> any too. kind of light in the room um, but if i'm going to bed first then i take my phone up with me i you know go through facebook or whatever before I turn out the lights and go to sleep. I like it. All right, so bad examples, good examples, whatever. Let's hear what you do. Let's hear what you do and just admit it. (laughs) Yes. Don't pretend. All right, we'll be right back where we talk about teens and uh, I don't know what you'd call it, getting rid of social media. The new rebellion. The pendulum is swinging. We'll be back to talk about that. 
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. So this week we are sponsored yet again by Plated. Yay. I know. I'm so excited. I, you guys, I had Plated last night for dinner. <gasps> what did you have? Andrea? I did. What did you have? It was um, shiitake and oyster mushrooms, which I would never in my life buy oyster mushrooms. Yum. Um, tilapia and barley. So I've never cooked tilapia. I've never cooked You've barley. You've never cooked tilapia? No. This is, oh, what, that's a problem, this right? is what Plated does. It and, gets you and trying And I have to tell you, my husband sat there chopping the mushrooms with me and doing the little prep work. And uh, then as it was time to throw everything in, they were all ready. Just like on Good Morning America. You know, I had the little <laughs> you had a scallion and I had this. It was all perfect. And he loved it. Aww. He loved it. Okay, go ahead. It's out of your no, because it's out of like your normal routine. Yeah. We just talked about the fact that we would never have purchased any of those items mm-hmm. if I make fish, it's salmon. I right. would never make barley. Right. Uh, and it was new and different and fun, and it tasted delicious. It's so good. And now you have the recipe. You can make it again. And yeah, yeah, well, the, recipe. Uh, the other night I made Omar and Fiona, a, it was a New England-style clam chowder. Or Yeah. No, it had clam juice, but it was a Pollock chowder. And um, he loved it so much. They both did. And he was like, next time it's cold, could you make this again? Oh. It was like the perfect cold-weather, <laughs> oh, hearty good. chowder. Yeah. All right. See? It's, all right. There you so go. I don't even have to read the rest of this now. So, <laughs> is but I used our parenting code. Oh, perfect. I well, did. All right. Now we have a whole lot to talk about. So plated is for busy people who love cooking but have zero time for shopping. We already talked about what they all made. So go to plated.com slash parenting. Choose from amazing chef-designed recipes with new selections every week to fit everyone's tastes. The culinary pros of plated fill a refrigerated box with just the perfect pre-portioned ingredients for your dinner. But they are not chopped, people. Enlist help, nope. like Need Andrea did. Most <laughs> of the time. Most of the time. Sometimes, like, the squash and stuff. The mm-hmm. hard stuff is chopped. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. They do the stuff that I would probably kill myself on. I've right. cut myself cutting butternut squash oh, more butternut times squash. than I can Someone needs to invent a really good, like, you got that cool mango slicer. Someone yeah, needs I, a cool butternut squash chopper upper. But it would be, like, really $300, and you'd have to bolt it to your counter. <laughs> you probably would. It's like, you could use it for watermelon. Yeah. All right. If the recipe calls for a half teaspoon of crushed red pepper, that's what you get. Everything's delivered to your door. Fresh meat, poultry, fish, farm fresh veggies, spices, everything you need on the date you choose. Not home? No worries. Plated keeps everything fresh until midnight on the day it arrives. So hurry over to plated.com slash parenting. Now get a free dinner for two. So you get two free plates with your first purchase. So I think you purchase four, you get two free. You have to purchase and then you get two free. Yeah, you get two free. So basically you get six meals for the price of four. Go to plated.com slash parenting. That's plated.com slash parenting. And then take pictures and post them on our Facebook page. We want to see them. You can also hashtag them with plated pics yeah. and parenting bites because we want to see them. Yep. I love it. I love I love keeping those recipes. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll Always. tell you how tomorrow goes. Oh, what's tomorrow? Uh, it's um, beef noodle bowl with scallions. Oh my god, it's gonna be awesome! I'm, I'm really excited. I'm I'm making one that actually has me excited. It's my third kale one. It's macaroni and cheese with butternut squash and kale. Oh, that's gonna be really good. Yeah, I think all it's right. gonna be really we'll good. We'll tell you next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are back with topic two. Um, I, I hope I'm saying her name right. She's Australian. It's Essena O'Neill, or it's Essena O'Neill. I don't know. It's E S S E N A. Um, she is a 15-year-old with... I thought she was 18. 
No, I think she's 15. Uh, yeah, oh. I think she's under 18. Yeah, she's... she's Why did I think that she was 18? I don't oh, know. Well, anyway. She's 15. She doesn't even have to lie. Um, she <laughs> could be 15. She had 500,000 Instagram followers, 200,000 YouTube subscribers, 60,000 Snapchat, whatever you call your Snapchatters, um, and took it all down. Like just said, and I'm she was making money from this, making money, yeah. tons of sponsored brand promotions, and paying her to pose in the dresses. Paying and her, yeah. she's skinny, skinny, skinny as you mm-hmm. can imagine. Gorgeous, um, beautiful, like blonde, very Australian. Like everything's outdoors and sporty, and you know. And she basically said, "I'm done. Social media is not real life. Like here's what went into all these pictures." What I love is that. Not only did she take down most of her posts, but she left some Instagram posts and wrote, my sister took this picture a hundred times to make sure my stomach looked perfectly flat. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just a random. Right, she put comments on all of her Yeah, she changed the captions. She changed the captions to say really what went into it, which I thought was amazing. She said she wouldn't eat all day if she knew she had to take a picture where her stomach would be She was wearing a white dress and she said, I didn't pay for this dress, I didn't buy it, and I couldn't eat all day because I I needed to look good at it. Right, that was a little weird that she had never disclosed before, to be honest with you. That wasn't actually kosher that she was never disclosing that she was being paid by all those brands. So that was sort of weird. She was 15. But she was 15. Um, But it does... Her whole point, right, is basically Let's Get Real, which is that her new website? She has a website, which I feel like is called yeah. like, Let's Get Real or we'll, something. We'll link to it, whatever We'll it link is. to it, yeah. But and the whole she, idea is just this isn't real life because having all these people click like on me doesn't make me... She said, I tried and tried and tried to be this perfect person with this perfect body. Because I, I was seeing, because I was seeing all these other perfect right. people with perfect bodies online, and I wasn't happy. Yeah, once she got that, once she achieved it, she still wasn't happy. Wait, yeah. and then she put up regular pictures of herself, right? And she's told so pretty. Yeah, yeah. But she put up these unmade up, like here I am in the morning. Her hair is kind of frizzy. She has, you know, just a normal teen girl pretty face you know like she does not look like this weird sort of Jessica Rabbity bombshell. And why does a 15 year old even feel the need to do that right? So is it because of the feeling that you get when people are clicking like on your social media posts? Absolutely and girls especially see what gets those likes right? So girls know if you put up the booty picture the midriff picture with the perfect stomach the whatever there's certain poses angles all that stuff that they're going to get a lot more likes than if they put up a regular old picture of themselves somewhere with whatever and i think it's addictive i think the likes are addictive i think the followers are addictive i mean to be a 15 year old with 500,000 instagram followers like real instagram followers most kids like normal kids if they had 500 they would be like i have 500 like that is a huge number for a normal child um it's crazy i mean she was a true yeah. social media Especially, it's crazy that she had so many across so many different platforms you know like you know there are a lot of instagram stars but then they have nothing anywhere else like she really was across a lot of it. platforms well yeah. a lot of the instagram stars also have it on snapchat because it's a very similar age mm. group a very similar audience and then youtube i think she was posting a lot of video so i think she would put snippets on instagram but you could go over to youtube and see, see her because she posted this video on youtube where she said here's what i'm doing 
I'm taking this down. This is not me. I don't want to do this anymore. She originally put that on YouTube. And then she went back into her Instagram and made all those comments. And then she set up this website. And I think she wants to hear from other kids, particularly girls, about this about being sick of it about you know this pressure to be looking perfect and have the perfect lifestyle all the time and And it's it's not true and it's not just young girls I mean part of the reason that I started blogging eight or nine or ten years ago whenever it was was that I was so sick of seeing all these perfect houses and perfect children and you know moms who looked like they had just been to the salon and yet they had four kids hanging off of them and so I started putting up real stuff like it not If there's a great glamorous picture of me, that's going up too. But I like to show a range, you know? And sure, I might take four pictures of myself and then post the best one, but there has to be some realism in there. Well, and all of those followers that she has, all those girls who follow her thinking, I want to be like, 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 you know, when I was young, we wanted to be like Christy Brinkley. You know, she was beautiful and glamorous. And I'm sure when she woke up in the morning, right, she (laughs) looked like hell too. But I think for those girls, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what impact does it have? Are they, you know, are they looking at it and saying, I want to be just like that? And now now knowing that she's done this, I, I really would love to know what they think. Well, it's, so more than, it's more than I want to be just like that. It's if I'm like that, I will be happy. Right. If right, I can do right, that. Exactly. And also, if I can do that, then I will get 500,000 Instagram and lots of money because and I'll be happy I don't even think they were thinking about money because she never disclosed it was sponsored I don't think Mm. kids are thinking about money at all it's about that Instagram fame it's not money it doesn't occur to them they're going to get brands not at 13, 14 Mm. stuff like that I think it's that that is the social currency your social currency is how many followers you have and how many likes you're getting and if you're measuring yourself on social media and other kids are told I'm telling you my you talk to kids they know their friends who have the most followers they know their friends who like it it, it's always that it's always the girls that are posting you know i always say to my daughters well who do you think their followers are they're 45 year old men they're not being (laughs) right they are it's gross like you know who's following those pictures but you know amy's right it's not just it's not just kids i mean was it last week i did a segment on fox news and i was so happy with the hair and makeup lady right i was like (laughs) woo. I look great today. You know, now I I often post pictures of me with no makeup and out with my family, but I posted it. And as people started to like it and say, wow, that looks great. I mean, you get that feeling of, oh, look at how many people liked my photo. This is awesome. And I, you know, I'm a little bit more mature and, you know, realize fame comes and goes fleetingly. But for a 15 year old, I mean, it's such a rush to keep looking and knowing that people are liking your social media it's posts. It's a huge rush. I mean, Amy, your daughter started a blog she did. a couple weeks ago. And when she started Fiona's getting, never bored. And she's <laughs> obsessed with her. You said she was obsessed with her stats and her comments she, oh my because God. it's a rush. In the first hour after she put it up, I just, I put it on my Facebook to my friends. I didn't think that they would actually go to the blog. I said, if you have tweens who would like to, to check out my daughter's blog, they might like it. And, but all of my friends left comments for her. Oh. And every time she got a new comment, she was literally like bouncing up and down in her chair and going, I got another comment. Actually, what she would not, I got another comment. I got another reader. She thought that like <laughs> each commenter was her next reader. It was so cute. But they do, they get a huge rush. Right. And I yeah. totally understand that. I mean, I think because um, we've been bloggers for so long. I mean, I remember when I started my blog and mm-hmm. I realized people other than my immediate family were reading it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't have that many people in my immediate mm. family. Someone else is reading it. Yep. Um, 
it is very validating and social media has just taken that to a whole different level because it's so immediate and it's mobile and everyone can see it it just takes a lot less effort than someone reading your blog and leaving yeah. a comment mm-hmm. and i think it's really brave of this girl because she either she's going to get way more brand deals <laughs> like yeah. i can't decide um or she's going to make herself a spokesperson in a whole different way maybe like dove beauty will yeah because she didn't cancel the accounts like right. she still she has learned, all the she followers has them yeah. But she kind of said, like, I'm not posting like this yeah. anymore. I'm not I'm not bringing this to the table anymore. It'll be interesting to watch and see what happens. She's going to have double the followers yeah. in two weeks because of this. Because mm-hmm. everyone's going to be watching kind of what watching she does next, which is great, which is smart of her. But if she can, you know, we talked about, Amy, I think was Zendaya your pick of the week yes. last week? So Zendaya, who came out and said the same thing last week of... I don't like this photoshopped image of myself. Mm-hmm. Why did you do this? You guys could have put out the regular image of myself. I think I looked fine. There is a movement. It's almost become cooler now to say, I don't like my filtered photoshopped image of yeah. me. Like, look how awesome I am on my own. When, of course, like, you're like, I'm sorry. Like, this girl's beautiful. Zendaya's yeah. Yeah. beautiful. So, yeah, she didn't need to be photoshopped, but like, she's also <laughs> gorgeous and skinny and all those things. Otherwise, like, if this girl had come out and actually been 20 pounds heavier and had been like, you know, shaping herself and doing whatever, but it'd be kind of funny. But then there's the other side of it. There were a group of people that I kind of know online who last year did this thing where every day they would post a selfie and it almost seemed oh, like they were that. going the feminist yeah selfie. like they I, it almost seemed like it. they were going out of their way to look bad in the picture yeah. I'm like no. okay what's the point of that yeah, I, like I that. also like um this is just me i like makeup i actually feel bad for men i yeah. feel like sucks yeah. for you you're stuck with whatever you yeah. got because <laughs> i love being able to wake up and say you know i'm gonna put on makeup today and because i'm going to do something right. and, and have it enhance well <laughs> it's the option it was funny because i rarely wear makeup and which is fine in my everyday life i don't think i really need it i'm in sweats on my couch but the problem was when i need to wear it and look good i really didn't have the products or the skills and I went to an event a few days ago where I was taking selfies with celebrities and I looked so bad in some of them. Like they were all, you know, cool and made up in this hot room and I looked like a cherry tomato that the next day I went to Sephora. That, I was just going to ask, and was that yep, the day you went to I Sephora? I did. I went to Sephora and I dropped 300 bucks because like I need to be able to be a grown up when I yeah. have to be a grown up. Right. So I think there's a line, right? And, and then when we're <clears throat> talking back to teen girls... There's a line between, like, this is how good you can look with makeup. Not a lot when you're talking about teen girls. Like, please. But, and then feeling like everyone else must look that good all the time Mm -hmm. without a lot of effort. And so why don't I? Which is what happens with these Instagram pictures. Like, you don't see that this took six hours for Mm -hmm. her to get ready. And then took a hundred pictures. A hundred pictures. And that I think that's the worst part of it is because social media feels so instantaneous, you don't realize that it's not. It's super no. planned. Right. And you think it's plotted. spontaneous. Right. And, and it's, it's not. not. It's not. It's not. So I think that's the biggest lesson from this that I hope these girls go away. And I actually think it's the most exciting time. Like I think the flip side is that there have never been so many people who looked a bazillion different ways putting themselves out there all the time like there's a ton of pod you know positive body image there's Mm -hmm, a ton of mm -hmm. girls of every different shade and height and color and weight all taking instagram pictures of themselves Mm -hmm. and all putting it out there and 
I think it's kind of cool. Like it circumvents all the magazines and the media deciding what's beautiful. And getting to see fashion in different sizes. I love seeing fashion on people who are my size. I'm so excited for Project Runway. That's this week, right? There's a finalist in New York Fashion Week who's doing a plus size show. I know. Which has never Mm. been done on Project Runway. I'd love to have her on. We should see if we can have her on. We've got to try. I could try. And I would like, and we'll link to the website that she started because it would be really interesting to hear um, people's comments on it. And we'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, ask your kids about it and uh, thank you for your post. <laughs> we'll be right back with our Bites of the Week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We are back with our Bites of the Week, and Amy's going first because she and Andrea are duking it out over the same one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny. Andrea just told me during the break I was going to do the one that you picked, but I saw it on your phone, so I changed. Um Mine, I I was hesitant to do this because um, it's a movie that's actually being shown for free right now. But by the time this episode goes up, it probably won't be free anymore. Um, But you should see it anyway. It's called Code Girl. And I actually found out about it um, from my friend Kim's website. She's themakermom.com. And she posted because YouTube was showing this movie for free through November 5th. And... I hadn't seen it. It was about girls who are in this this app coding competition. And so I was sitting on my couch this morning when I was reading about it, and my daughter was sitting next to me. Now, if I were to ask my daughter, do you want to watch a movie with me for the next two hours about girls coding, she would say no. So I didn't say anything. I just put it on. And um, then, like, maybe an hour into it, I had to get up and get ready to go to the podcast. And I went upstairs and I showered. And I expected her to turn the channel. When I came downstairs, she was still watching it. I asked her a couple of questions, and she totally knew what was going on. She was totally paying attention, and she, you know, she was she loved it. So, find Code Girl, even if you have to pay for it after after November fifth. Um, it was really good, and I know who won, but I won't say. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, I love yeah. it. I didn't get to watch the whole thing yet, so well, I'm, I am going to. I saw the first hour and the end, so now I have okay. to I have to watch the half hour that I missed. Cool. Um, so I actually have a really awesome gadget uh, that I can show you. But Ooh. so you know, I always come in here with my little purple pouch, right? You all know that I have my little purple bag. Mm-hmm. But um, my car charger isn't working right now. You know, so uh, I'm always like running back to my car to uh, plug in my phone. I have to get horrible. it fixed. And I remembered that I got this amazing bag. It's called the Electronista, and it was actually created by a blogger, a fashion blogger named Christiane Vielko. I can't pronounce her last name properly, (laughs) but we can link to it. Anyway, she teamed up with a company called Nomo, K-N-O-M-O, which makes awesome leather bags, because she wanted to have a bag that would carry all of her technology, all her gizmos, her gadgets, um, earbuds. Is that really how you pronounce it? I've been saying it wrong. (laughs) What? I'm trying to think of how many people I... Oh, did you see that Kenomo bag? Kenomo? I think it's Nomo. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, but on the inside, actually, and, and we'll take pictures, but on the inside, when you unzip it, it has all these compartments. Oh, wow. So, like, you could put flat. your... It unzips flat, and it has a 3,000 milliamp battery <gasps> charger right so here. Cool. Tucked away. Doesn't weigh a whole lot. Would you charge? And now I can charge my phone in my purse... 
on the go. I can. And I don't organize your stuff. If I were organized enough, I would not have thrown my wallet in. There's a little place for change, credit cards, the whole thing. Zip up on the side, it and then like there's another be, yeah. compartment here. It's got a magnetic clasp, and then in the back there's a little flap too. Let me tell you, this is gorgeous, soft black leather. Yeah, it's with really gold. Nice. Um, what do you call it? It's a sh- it's a shoulder strap, yeah, right? Looks hardware. like you could even fit like an iPad Mini in there. It's you got a can. detachable shoulder. It's got strap. a so you can use it I as like a clutch. Too. Okay. And it's detachable, and it seems great for travel. Because you can put your passport in those little pockets. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you could put your passport. You could, you know, you put this against in your boarding you, pass. Your yeah. boarding pass, so you're not constantly opening and closing it. And again, it zips open flat, but then the sides zip right back up, so it's a purse again. Right. And I think I'm in love with this. I, I just really want cool. them to make it in purple. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make it in purple and call that model yeah. the Andrea. Yeah, so you can find this online. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's and we'll really link cool. to this. But I think I love this. And now I don't have to worry about running out of battery. Yeah, I love it. Neat. It's actually nice because usually they're ugly. Those bags that have the battery mm-hmm. chargers in them. That's actually cool. All right, well, my bite this week is a TV show that um, I have found the false TV season to be pretty awful. Um, all the new shows, I haven't really found any that we've stuck with. We had some that were promising in the beginning, and now we're like, oh, really? Was that on? Uh, who cares? Quantico seems to have gone downhill Gone fast. downhill. Yeah. Totally downhill. So this show is so good and so weird and so awesomely different than anything else. It's called My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And I was like, I'm not watching that show. That sounds bizarre. Like, I what's that? about that. It is <laughs> so good. I can't even begin to explain. It's like... If girls were a musical <laughs> and and more self-aware of how weird it is. So it is a musical. It is written um, and star written, produced and stars a young a woman named Rachel Bloom who graduated from NYU Tisch a few years ago and has been making like these weird YouTube comedy music videos basically for a few years. And this show, she's a star, she's like not the most likely looking like leading girl. She's really pretty, but not in a total like Hollywood TV way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's kind of short and busty and Jewish <laughs> and, um, and has an unbelievable voice and has a ton of Broadway talent in this show that if you're wow. a Broadway geek, you will immediately recognize and appreciate. But the premise is basically she's like this high achieving Jewish girl with the crazy mom who's played by Tova Feldish. Oh, <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah. Um, who has a summer love at summer camp at 16 and 10 years late, never sees him again. And 10 years later, she's like on the partner track at a New York law firm, had gone to Harvard, had gone to Yale, done all that, and just has a total nervous breakdown, runs into this guy on the street 10 years later, and he lives in like Nowheresville, California, like two hours outside of LA, like in the valley. And she just like moves there. Oh my God. And she, so it's like a little bit, almost like Ally McBealish too. Like it's quirky and weird. So she gets a job at like a totally bizarro law firm that can't understand why she'd ever want to work there. You know, like no one can figure out why she would move to this place. And it's a musical, so which I didn't know. So I'm watching it, and all <laughs> and of a sudden, it's a musical. And though, and it's not like everything's a musical, but there'll be like three musical numbers, all original. Wow. So they're hilarious. Like the lyrics are funny. It's so tongue in cheek, but everyone's super. T- so I can't it's such a weird show it's on before jane the virgin which is my other like super favorite show that is so weird and awesome because it's takes it's a spoof of a telenovela but it's totally telenovela (laughs) so you should also watch jane the virgin which is in its second season but it's on monday nights at eight 
but I always find it on demand because I always forget when it's on. Um, but my daughters and I watched all three episodes that had gone up so far in a row. Um, so it's perfect for a tween and teen. It can be a little inappropriate for a younger tween, but it's on at eight, so it's not like super yeah. inappropriate. Probably go over their head. But like she had a whole song that was called like the sexy getting ready song where she's like getting ready for the date and it was like a parody of every like getting ready thing where she's like hauling the spanks up and she's got all these women dancing in spanks like it is well I can't, I can't Fiona justice. already thinks she's living in a musical so we're gonna have to watch this you together. should totally watch it so watch it save it because I think it's not doing great but it's gotten oh. amazing oh, no. reviews but I think no one can find it I'm telling you it's a weird show okay. and it's so good so I I'm highly recommend my crazy ex-girlfriend um yeah, it's so good. Okay, so that is it for today. We will have links to everything we talked about today on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash parentingbytes, B-Y-T-E-S. Um, we are on Twitter at hashtag parentingbytes. We are on iTunes, parentingbytes, B-Y-T-E-S. Find us, subscribe, please rate us and review us. And of course, on play.it, where you can find Parenting Bites and all the other CBS podcasts. So until next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.